loving somebody. It's a delicate topic. It's um one of the hardest topics to talk about, especially if you're inexperienced, like me. <laughs> I don't really know much about love. I've only ever felt it once. And that experience is, it was lovely, so it wasn't. I still think it was lovely. I wish it was as lovely as it was, but unfortunately, I didn't know that I was in love at the time, so I couldn't do anything about it. Even if I wanted to, if I wanted to speak and talk and tell them that I loved them so freaking much, I couldn't because of how bad it was. Not that loving them was bad, but just in general, in what I thought could have been in a different relationship without that person. So I went for that instead of the real thing, if that makes sense to anybody. I think that I should have went with that person. Um, a new thing that nobody knows about me, if you don't know me, is that I'm bi. And the person that I was dating was a girl. She was, to me, beyond perfect. I loved her a lot, but as soon as I noticed things were getting really awkward and nobody was starting conversations, I'm sure that we both tried as hard as we could. We just couldn't make anything up to talk about or what we would feel comfortable talking about. So I guess in a way it wasn't really love because from what I have read or heard, in quotation marks, by the way, is that you need to be comfortable around that person you love. But I was only comfortable with talking about things that she and I liked, not things about what just me personally, which I should have been more open about that because that would have opened up more windows and how much I cared about a lot of other things. She didn't really try to save our relationship when I told her that we were literally on the brink of nothingness. <laughs> I guess that's a word. I gave her a paper. or I shared my thoughts on the paper. I told her that, hey, we could fix this, and I want to fix this because I want a future with you. She kind of just laughed it off, and, you know, I didn't like that. <laughs> I was, I felt that if I could not convince her the first time, why convince her all of the other times? And to me, again, I guess that wasn't really love. I guess I was never in really I was never really in love. Yep. Very unexperienced. But I was happy for her. 
when we broke up in a way or I was happy for myself that I've finally gotten out of a toxic relationship. I'm like um I'm a I'm definitely a relationship skipper. I get over things pretty quickly if I see no point in really crying over it. We were together for maybe three to four months and those three to four months the last two months were at least in the first month the last first the okay the last month <laughs> was really tough because of um how much we literally were not talking to each other if we bonded it was over small things like things that she liked or with other friends that we both liked. So we couldn't really talk to each other. And when we did, it was on, it was over like a minimum amount of stuff. And mainly just stuff that she wanted to talk about. Which I was perfectly okay with. I liked talking about the stuff she liked. And... I didn't really want to talk about the stuff that I liked because of I don't really like anything. I mainly just do art and listen to music. So if I liked anything, like a song or a piece of art that I drew, I'd share it with her. But that would be it. <coughs> um, I think sometimes when... We think we're in love. We tend to um, struggle with realizing this. Or at the least thinking that, well, maybe it's not real. Or maybe I'm better off not being in love. And to me, that's what I think. I think that it's better not being in a relationship at all. Just... In hopes that you don't get hurt. <laughs> Which is bad. Because you need somebody to... Come within yourself. And talk about your problems. And feel comfortable with. Because if you don't, you're not going to be like really on top of your stuff. Like You could be just one day thinking about how lonely you are. Or how bad everything seems. And... It just goes downhill, but if you have that person, you can talk with someone, and you can tell them all of your worries and your doubts about yourself, or just about life in general. I didn't have that growing up. I still don't have that, but soon I hope I do, because it's just so much pressure and stress, and you know, some parents will say, what kind of stress do you have? Because I don't see your point. You're not as stressed as I am as an adult. If you can't handle stress now, then why? So try to find that person. Try to find who you really want to talk to about and honestly talk real
um, sometimes when you feel like you're liking someone, and if you don't know why, or if you don't think that you're capable of being that person's partner, I would want to say to you, try harder. If you really want them to be with you, try harder. It is so hard to go through some stuff, like with me and my ex. Um, I really, really missed her after my fourth partner after her. It was hard getting um, my head straight in classes. It was hard talking about the people that I liked to the people that I know, as in my friends. It was hard getting back on track and not thinking about her as much as I did. We used to send each other little notes when we were dating, and we would you know, give them to them, to, to, to each other, and we would read them in front of each other, I, because I wanted to see her reaction, and I'm pretty sure she wanted to see mine, but sometimes she would tell me to read it at home, and I'd be like, okay, or when she's not there. Sometimes there's, I think there was only one time when I told her that too, but that's because I was really embarrassed of what I had wrote, and it was just too much. <laughs> Um, about mm, a month ago, I read everything that she had sent me, and one of the parts were, like, in French, and I didn't, at the time, really feel like translating it, but, oh, like, when she gave it to me, but when, that month, when I was reading it, I, um... I translated it and it said it said something like um consent of kissing I think that's what it was and so I literally was so happy to read that Except for the fact that when I realized that we weren't together anymore, it was so heartbreaking. <laughs> and, um, you know, I guess it's just me. I ended up burning all of them. In the end, I just, I couldn't take it. I couldn't, I had to release the thought of her and every part of her that, you know, I remembered. And I still feel that way since... Obviously, I'm still stuck on her just by talking about her. Well, I mean, I guess it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm still stuck on her by talking to her. But in my mind, it does. Since, you know, I'm just kind of sentimental right now. <laughs> I honestly don't remember what I was talking about. I never have um goals when I do these podcasts I kind of just talk like I guess for other people for 
you know, just, I guess, not particularly for fun, just to overflow it and talk about what I think and what I've experienced. Um, no idea what I'm going to do next, but, you know, it's fine. <laughs> I think that sometimes, um, I get sad for no reason. It happens a lot, more than you would think, but I guess it happens to everybody with depression. I mean, the first time I was clinically depressed, it was so severe that I had to go for at least two times a week to therapy. And it wasn't so severe that I had to be watched and be censored over, like, as in watched of oh is she gonna kill herself I mean I had thoughts of suicide just I didn't say that so that they could literally come watch me as I eat take a shit <laughs> you know it's like um I don't want that I would rather not have somebody watch over me that I don't know and especially my dad because that's just, I just wouldn't want that. <laughs> if, you, if you knew him, you would understand. But I'm not getting into that. When I was three years old, I looked out of my window and... I saw a lamp. It was orange, yellow kind of thing, and it really made me think because I had been awake for at least a week or two. And I was just thinking so much at that point that at one point, I said to myself, why am I here? What is my purpose of life on here, like, on this planet? I also used to think that everybody had a little book beside them. Like, I would imagine a little book in my hand sometimes and flip through the pages and see, like, an empty page as where I left off for, like, my day essentially writing itself and I would say I think everybody has this book you know you're everybody has a story and everybody's here for a purpose but I just did not know my purpose and I kind of still don't I still think that everybody still has a purpose obviously <laughs> my opinion on that has never changed but I always I've just always wondered Um, when I looked out the window, as I was saying before, when I was three, I was thinking that thought, and I still hadn't slept. I think that was the last thought I thought, thought I thought, before not thinking of anything. And that was the only time I had never really thought about anything, ever, like, just pure nothingness in my mind 
for that whole night. And it was so peaceful. It was so calming that I wish I could have that now. <laughs> I haven't had a single silent moment in my head since that day. And it really sucks to think about that because of how much I think and how much it bothers me. Like, my own mind. So, things like that are what helps me through. And it's just a really deep moment in my head. So, and that's when I knew I was, <laughs> and that's when I knew I was depressed. Not really depressed because I was still bubbly and really adventurous and really really much of a big shot. I had the biggest mindset of a jerk. <laughs> You could not get away with making me do something and thinking that you were the boss. <laughs> because I was the boss. At least in my small child mind, anyways. Um, I guess, like, the things that I could do right now is just tell stories. I mean, I don't know what else to do. <laughs> I don't want my podcast to just be like, what, 18 minute stuff and I'm like, what is this? So I guess I'll just tell multiple stories. Let's start from like when I was a little kid. Okay. Um, when I was maybe six or seven. I put my foot in an ant pile because I thought it would be fun. Um, it wasn't. <laughs> it sucked a lot. It hurt like a bitch. And, um... My dad had to come get me and was like, why did you do that, you crazy little child? Or he called me more names, but, you know, it's all good. It's not. gave me fucking trust issues. And... I just said I thought it wouldn't hurt as much. Or at all. I I was stupid. I was like a freaking daredevil. It was insane how much of a daredevil I was. It, it was so... 
Oh my gosh. Uh, I think it was my last year in primary. Um, I punched a special ed teacher in the face and said, I'm going to recess and you can't stop me. And then I ran away. It was funny. To me, to me it's funny. To other people it would have been like, what the heck? Really, what the heck? <laughs> because when I tell that story, people are surprised and they don't expect it. Um, because I start off with this. Once when I was in second grade, I was um being, I was in a room, you know, like, um, Just doing work because they didn't let me go to recess. And, you know, I had a, a teacher who was special ed. And, you know, she was like a real teacher. Not a special ed teacher, but she herself special. You know, if, okay. And I had finished my work and she said, do it again. You did it wrong. And I said, doing it did it wrong. In the voice that she said it, because she had that weird voice thing that I was like, can't tell me what to do. You're crippled. <laughs> I was so mean, I swear. And, you know, I just kind of kept mimicking her until I was like, I want to go to recess. Let me go to recess. And she said, no, you're going to stay in here. The door was wide open. I had the complete option to just walk out, say nothing, and she could have been to my way. And I'm like, girl, you can't catch me. I could run, and you'd still be, like, seven feet behind me. I don't think seven feet that's far away. I think it's just a little bit. <laughs> I don't know my measurements. I'm sorry. But it was, like, a really long way. It's um insane. Um, it's like, um, so I punched her. I told her, I, I said, I'm going to recess because I really wanted to go with my friends. Um, <laughs> I hate how I said that with my friends. <laughs> so I punched her and I left. I don't remember getting in trouble, though. I really do not remember getting in trouble. And to me, I think that maybe that means I didn't happen. But I'm pretty sure it did, because I remember it clearly. Oh my god. Um, I think... Thinking of another story... When I was five, I think, maybe six, I, my dad and my sister and I, we all go to church. Um, retarded. So I'm saying obvious facts that I'm just like, what?
Um, I used to. Uh, what they they had at the church a um program that my dad was in and he was meeting a friend at the church and we all went to the playground it was just only one friend we all went to the playground so that me and my sister could play and they could talk about the stuff that he needed my dad to do and they were really good friends they still are friends like every once in a while we'll go meet them and we're like we know you from where i don't know it's like it's like oh my god really finna embarrass myself i don't know when i met you but i met you i, I don't know <laughs> i hate myself um and so we went me and my sister are playing like a a pirate game like we would go she was the princess because she was freaking girly as heck and i was the um prince princess and prince and that's what it was called and um she there was a um in the playground there was a semi-tall ramp that you could go up on and it would look like a castle kind of thing and I would go a, a far away from where the castle was, and since I was saving her, I had to run my way to her, and midway from where I was running, there are, like, little obstacle courses. And not very much in the way I just happened to hold up. <laughs> I just um remember this yellow pole and um as I was running I was avoiding everything, like or at least I was trying to. And when I was running, my dad called my name, so I had to turn around, keep running well, I didn't have to keep running, but my mind was just like, keep running, child, keep go, keep going. And so I turned around, was still running, and I was like, what? And next thing you know, I'm faced dead in the center of a yellow pole. Um, the most ironic thing about this is that after I ran into it, I wasn't really much crying of the pain, more of I need to find the teeth so that I can give them to the tooth fairy because I had lost my teeth, my two front teeth. My whole family made fun of me after I after this incident. They're like, no, all you're going to want for Christmas is your front teeth. Made me mad. I'm still mad about it, but it's okay. Um, I tried so hard to look for those teeth. I was, like, my sister came running to me. She was like, Gabby, are you okay? And I'm like, no, I can't find the fucking teeth. Like, help me. And she was crying, and she was like, this is all my fault, but okay. I'm, and then she started helping me. 
and then my dad was running to me, and we're like, at first, he was just like, what the, f <laughs> like, he didn't know I had ran into the pole until Phoebe started screaming. I just realized I said my name and my sister's name at the time. Bleep, bleep. Um, and then he came after me, and then... He took me to the hospital because I had literally taken them both out clean. Like, that whole impact, it took them both out so far. Like, nothing was there. So I had to get surgery. I had to go somewhere to get the surgery because, obviously, the hospital aren't people who work on teeth. Unless they are, and I'm just really, very stupid. And, um, didn't know that. Um. I don't, I, I never found the teeth. <laughs> I was only worried about the money. I was like, maybe if I could get the money, I could buy myself a new toy. That was my whole mindset while looking for the teeth. I just, I, I don't know. And, um. so disappointed in <laughs> me. I mean, I guess it's not that bad, but I mean, I guess it's not that good either, so. Um. My brother would, um, ever so rarely come to our house. Um, so when he did come, to our house, it was only for about a day or two, and those day or two, within those two days, or one day, we would do something very, very extra, or I would try to, like, spend as much time as I could with my brother, not really caring about how many, how much time my dad or my sister or my grandma, or anyone in my family spent with him, just me, me, <laughs> and, um, I was like, let's go to the trampoline, because we used to have a trampoline, it broke, <laughs> and so we went out to the trampoline, and it was, um, it was kind of cold, not really that much, it was probably, like, in autumn, in the season autumn, and I was, you know, um, forgot what I was going to say, but we were jumping, and he did a backflip, and I was like, I want to do that, and then my sister started doing it, so I, I wanted to do it more, and then and then I tried. I failed the first time. I tried again. And then at <laughs> I jumped off of the trampoline while I was trying to do the 
backflip. And <laughs> and I um I sprained my ankle. It hurt. <laughs> I think it was my ankle. Might have been my wrist. I was literally screaming bloody murder. And it was so hard to not be embarrassed in front of my brother. He was like panicking, like, are you okay? Are you okay? Like, do you, do you need me to call like 911 or something? Like, do you think you could get up? And then my sister was just like, what? <laughs> like, she knew it was happening. She just didn't know how to react to it. Like, because she had seen me get hurt so much that it was just kind of like prone to her at this point. Like, what the heck? Like, are you that dumb? I mean, like, she is too, but, you know. At that time, she made more fun of me than I did of her, so. Um. When. Oh, yeah. So, we went inside, and... My brother was like, here, put this on your ankle. It was like a bag of sweet peas, I think. And I was like, I don't want to put that on my ankle. He was like, do it. I'm like, okay. Um, it was just painful. <laughs> I remember it just being painful. Another memory with my brother is um, we would um hang out a lot because of how much determination I had of overall just being with my brother um because I rarely ever see him um he is like my motivation for literally everything on it that I work on well for art anyways and he is the main reason why I started drawing and not a lot of people know that or they just choose not to because of how little I talk about it, or how little people ask me, um, the story of that is, one day my brother came, obviously, to my house, obviously, and we were just chilling on the couch with, like, a pencil and paper and I was like hey can you draw something for me because he had like tattoos and said that he could draw and that he could draw Olaf he didn't have anything on his body I don't know I don't even know why I mentioned his tattoos um I'm just retarded um well I guess I you you know what uh, okay um I was he said I can draw Olaf and I was like no -uh, no you can't because I thought at the time that only animators can draw and only people who have money. <laughs> that was a joke. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, um, and I just didn't believe him for whatever reason. I thought that he was lying. And he was like, uh-huh, I can prove it to you. And then I ran into my room. 
got a piece of paper and a pencil and told him to draw Olaf because I loved Olaf. I have like this really strong emotional attachment to Olaf now because of this experience. Why? I do not know. <laughs> um, well, probably because of this, but anyways. Excuse me. Um, he started drawing, and I was like, that doesn't look like Olaf. And he said, well, at first, it doesn't look like Olaf, but in time, it will. I promise. And then I said, okay. And eventually, it did start looking like Olaf, and I got so amazed that I said, I want to draw Olaf, too. And then he said, well, you can. You just have to practice. 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 I didn't like that. <laughs> I hated that word. I said, um, I don't want to draw anymore. And he said, well, why not? Because I don't like practicing. And then he said, well, you may not like practicing, but think about it like this. If you like to draw, and you draw every day, you'll get better. And I said, really? He says, yeah, of course. That day, I think he left. You know, He had a funeral to go to, I'm pretty sure. Um, it was his mom's. We don't have the same mom. Um, so he had to go early and, um, go to her funeral. I think it was her grandma, not her mom. His mom. Oh my gosh, excuse me again. Um, and that's the whole reason I've started to draw now, because of him. I, I don't, um, I don't draw, like, as much as I used to because of, um, loss of determination, ambition, um, what's that word? Imagination, mainly, it's just... I don't know, I've just lost a lot from my experience of um, trauma with my family, which I will also not be getting into. But um, I still draw sometimes. I can still draw, like, um, realistic stuff, like aesthetics. That's, like, the only thing I choose to draw. If I really like it, I'll, I'll draw it. And, um, I once got a request, here's another story, and I totally blew it. They requested, like, a girl and a guy with a heart. That's all they said. Girl and a guy heart. Put it in. And I kind of, sort of, did that. I think. Mm. Yeah. <laughs>
I ended up drawing two hands, one on the left and one on the right, and a heart between them, kind of like that baby and that two men. I think that's what it is. Or those two babies and nothing in the middle. I, I, I really cannot remember what it really looked like. But with their hand positions, that's what the hands looked like. Like a, um, like they are reaching for something, but more enclosed. Both of their hands were like that. And then the heart in the middle. It was um beautiful. I really liked it. Um, but I just couldn't deal with the fact that I messed up. Um, when I did mess up with the guy and the girl originally, I literally tore the poster up and thought about what I could do to make this better. And it worked out. I really liked it. And I I hope they did too. I think they I think my dad said that they did. Um They paid me twenty dollars and I didn't know because my dad had put the twenty dollars between my IDs, taped it together and thought that I would see it. Then he blamed it on me for not seeing it when I didn't even know I was going to get paid. So, yeah. I didn't see the money. They were in between my, um... My IDs. Um, I was kind of upset. I cried over it and I was like, that's so dumb, why would you do that? Why wouldn't you have just given it to me at home like a normal person? Um, he didn't because <laughs> he's not normal. Made me really mad at him because he blamed it on me when really it was his fault. Um, I lost it by probably either throwing it in the trash or... Um, just dropping it. I have no idea what happened to that $20. I looked around and I asked the person who worked at the place that I had, um, potentially lost it at, or suspectedly lost it. And they had no reports of a $20, you know, so, you know, that means either I threw it away or somebody stole it and just didn't say anything. <laughs> Because that's what you do when you still, you don't, okay, anyways. Another story. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think, I don't really remember. Okay, when I used to have my trampoline, me and my sister, we used, we, we freaking love cats. We had a cat named Pretzel, and we loved her so much. Mainly me, though, because I had, like, a really strong bond with her. Like, she really, really liked me. Um, 
she got ran over by a car, and it made me really sad when she died, or when I found out she died, um, because I really, really liked her, and I, I knew I would miss her, and I still do, but that's not what I, that's <laughs> really not gonna talk about that, I was gonna talk about this cat, this little, little tiny kitten that we found by a fence near our house, and near the trampoline, and we were like, oh my gosh, let's catch it, because it was, it was, it wasn't stuck, but it looked like it was trying to leave, <laughs> and we captured it, and my sister and I were like, let's put it in the, tra on the trampoline, because the trampoline had, like, a cage, um, it's actually, I think, really common when you get little, um, trampolines, or the trampolines you can get and take to your house, I'm pretty sure it's, um, the same. Um, anyways. So when I saw the cat, I was like, it would be a good idea to dress this cat up. So I told my sister, hey, watch over the cat so that it doesn't run away while I go make some clothes. <laughs> Because I think I had, like, little tiny doll clothes that I could put on the cat. And I was like, this will be funny. Um, it scratched me <laughs> so many times. I did not like that I was doing that to it. But it was funny. And, um, I'm sorry to people who think against this, but it was funny. <laughs> um yeah the cat the next day we were like let's go check on the cat it ran away and we didn't understand how because she couldn't have clawed her way because there wasn't any scratch marks and there was a zipper where you could open the friggin net thing but we did find out that Later on, you could crawl under it, under the net, between the um the net and the actual trampoline itself. You could crawl under it, and that's probably what the cat did. Or it climbed its way up and then fell. <laughs> fell from a really high place. It was a really small cat. Like, it wasn't even a cat. It was a kitten. It was a black kitten. It was cute. I really liked it. I'd have no idea what happened to that cat. But every time I think about that one story, it's just so funny to me. I'm like, what? Mm. Let me think. I remember one joke that I, um... My one of my old friends had told me in elementary. It was also the other stories about um oh what did I say? <laughs> Dang it. Oh about the um 
when I hit the special ed teacher. That was actually primary. I, I completely messed up right there, and I've just noticed that. I'm so sorry. But this story was actually in elementary. Um, we were just sitting in, um, me, me and my friend, we were just sitting, like, at breakfast because we don't really talk to anybody else. And if we do, it's, like, some weird other kids, and we would just be like, hey, guys. Or they would be like that. It was just, I don't know. Um, we were just, <laughs> we really liked each other, like, um, not, like, as, like, a lovey thing, but, like, as, like, we had a really strong bond, and, um, one day she told me a joke, like, um, if anybody knows, um, I don't know the actual name to the song, it might be the actual lyrics that I'm about to say, Apple bottom jeans, um, it's, like, a lyric to the song. It goes, um, apple bottom jeans, boots with the fur, the whole club was looking at her, and then, <laughs> you know, and then, um, she grabbed an apple, she had jeans on, she put it below the, <laughs> below the jeans, and she said, Apple bottom jeans. And I was so confused until she told me the reference. And I was like, oh my god. You dumb little child. It was great. I freaking loved her. She was so funny. And um, she, lo she loved art before I started loving art. Like, she had, like, a whole thing for her. And I was like, huh, cool. I'm just going to join, like, some dog club or something. You know, nothing too special, nothing too bad. And I was just like... Dog club was actually freaking amazing, though. Um, we played with a dog. We would... Um, I think at one point in... When was the last year? Fifth grade, we taught a bunch of third graders how to treat a dog and what to do if you're scared and a dog is approaching you. <laughs> because apparently they have rabies. No, it's just fine. It's just like a safety thing. Like, before you meet a dog, you have to let, you have to ball up your um hand and let them sniff you. Let's sniff your um hand or your knuckles. I never really understood that. I guess it's just like to know what you smell like or like know to like not be afraid of you, I guess. Or it's just like a more friendly approach to the dog. And then when a dog's approaching you and or like running at you, you can either pretend to be a tree, crawl up into a rock. I think those are the only two. I don't remember if there were three or not. Like, um, just put your head in your, um, between your knees and crunch up into, like, a fetal position, I think. I think that's what it was. Not a fetal position, but, like, 
I don't remember. I don't remember. Like, um, I don't know. <laughs> and then the tree, you just put your arms to your side, stand up still. Do not acknowledge the dog, and it'll run away. You know, scurry away. Like, bark, bark. I thought that was really interesting when I was um in dog club. We never really did anything, like, in dog club. We did, like, little obstacles. Like, um, we would practice little obstacles sometimes. It was so fun. I loved the dog. Um, I have no idea where they went. I, I wonder sometimes if they're still there. Like, at the, um, at the elementary that I went to. I highly doubt it, but I hope not. That was such an amazing experience, and I hope a lot of other little kids get to experience too. There were no guys in that club. Like, really no guy in that club existed. <laughs> there was only girls, which you would think makes sense, but I also kind of wanted people to be, like, open and be like, I like dogs too. What's wrong with liking dogs? It's not gay. I mean, nothing's considered gay unless you think about it that way. I don't know. I remember in my sister's primary years, um, she went to a Whataburger thing that they were having. It was like a school fundraiser. And we went to it, and there was, like, these games, like, guess how many bricks there were in this, um, in this container. And I guessed 367. And, you know, the lady was just like, okay, put it down on the thing, and we will call your number. But I didn't put that down, because my dad was like, put down 267, because I highly doubt there's any of, any any more than that and I was like okay or my sister or I told my sister put this and my dad was like put that my sister believed my dad more than me I was like "Mm, okay I got the freaking number right (laughs) I was so pissed I was hysterical my dad was like so freaking clueless I was like I told you I told you I knew it and I I, I, I was so mad. I was so mad. (laughs) I think that, um, maybe sometimes my dad just really didn't understand. I was also really petty because my sister got a gift, but I didn't because I had guessed it right and nobody else did. I'm also very surprised that I remember the exact numbers. The exact numbers. It was a container of Legos, and I was just like, pretty sure there's 367 in there. But I got it right. I was proud of myself, but so petty. My sister got pajamas. Lego pajamas. 
not like literal Lego pajamas, just, okay, anyways. And I got a notebook. Don't know what happened to that notebook. I'm pretty sure I threw it away or something. But I was so mad. <laughs> you would not believe how petty I was after that. I was like, you see, I got it right. If you had just wrote down the number, we could have gotten a bigger prize. And my dad was like, I'm sorry, okay? Like, it's over. It's just a game. And I'm like, it's just a game. <laughs> like, I was, I was dumb. Well, my podcast thing is telling me that I only have four more minutes. So, I guess that means I have to go now. I'm actually really surprised that I talked about stuff for this long. Um, I'm excited to hear literally how many times I've messed up in this, but I hope everybody else or everybody that those four other people that I've watched, whatever this is, enjoys what I talk about. I mean, I think. I don't know. I think it's dumb. Um, but, I don't know, it's for other people's entertainment, for your entertainment, for my entertainment. Um, yeah, it's really neat. I really like doing this. I wish I could do this more. Um, it's just that I have no time, really, like, no quiet time, like, the night time. This is, it's literally 1136 right now. I could go on and on but um I have things to do (laughs) and I'm being really loud and there's other people in the house right now so this is like a really huge risk that I'm doing it's kind of just for other people to enjoy um stay safe I hope you have a nice day week month year infinity you know have a nice today, have a nice yesterday, have a nice tomorrow. Um, I think that'll be my quote for everything now. Alright, so we'll end with it. Have a nice today, have a nice tomorrow, and have a nice to y- yesterday. Bye, guys.